welcome back to the Girl Move On podcast. This is our final episode of their Black History Month because we celebrate Black History 365, 24-7. But officially, this is the last episode of Black History Month. And on this episode, we're going to talk about money. What's the budget? So, it's your girl, Shan. Why is it so hot? <laughs> you sound like me, me in a mic. <laughs> okay. Listen. Hey, you y'all. are not going to tell anybody that they're loud. Okay? <sighs> y'all love my voice. I want to go high pitch for a second. Deal. Are you, are you done? Are you done? Y'all, it's me. You know who it is. That girl. Here we go. Tiffany. You're welcome. Glad you. <laughs> so, yes, as I said in this episode, we're going to talk about money. And so we will start off on what was your first experience or introduction into managing your money? First interaction with money. I was... And we've talked about this in previous episodes. I was working since I was 14 because there were nice things that I wanted that my mother didn't think I needed. So mm-hmm. I decided I'm going to get a summer job. And usually I did so well at my summer jobs that they went into the school year. So I would be working and going to school. And I, when I would get paid, shout out to Cheryl's, she would take $40 from mm-hmm. every paycheck. And this is going to the cash checking place, separating my money putting post-its on, this is nail money. This is for my phone bill. This is for my hair. This is for the $40 for whatever. My mom would never tell me. She just says, you need to learn how to save your money. Mm-hmm. So um, by that time, I was saving money. I want to say since sophomore year, when I was a junior going into senior year, she gave me all of that money for like graduation stuff and things like that. So it was a good chunk of money. I was lit. Even yeah. though I lost my graduation ring, and I'm still sad about that. Oh. But yeah, it was a really beautiful ring. But I, I didn't uh, get one. My mother kept trying to tell me to get one, but I wasn't. Yeah, I got one. I didn't it like the beautiful. way it looked. It just looked so big, and I'm like, I'm not. It's wear big. That. It was big, but it, ours was blue because uh, TMLA boo boo. Um, oh, our ring it was blue. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful blue. So I lost it. Or somebody stole it. I feel like somebody stole it because I don't really mm. actually know I do lose rings. So I'm gonna shut the people like shit. I mean. But I do lose rings. I put a beautiful ring that I got from a boyfriend on a sink in Northeastern and thought I was going to find it. Beautiful. Mm. It came in a beautiful box and everything. But I digress. I'll get to that. But that's where my uh, relationship with money started. Parents always told me we're not rich, we're not poor, we're comfortable. So I always Mm. believed that whatever I needed was within my reach. If I worked hard, I'm going to get it. But we know that when we're working and we're saving our money, we have to be mindful of all of the disparities that come around our wealth. So, mm. and you know, we we there. How was your relationship with money growing up? So I think when I was younger, it wasn't something that I thought about. Because um, like I said, I'm, yeah, I was daddy's girl. So <sighs> if my father would pick me up on the weekends and didn't like what I was wearing, we literally would just go buy a new outfit. Um. If we were not rich, we were not rich. Again, my parents were young when they had me. Not your dad's tricky. Yeah. Okay. It's giving belly. All right. How was it? Um, 
<laughs> and then even like like I was not one to like sit down and like clean sneakers. It's like just just replace them. So like I just use them, you know. And that was it. On to the next pair. Wow. So I think starting out, I really didn't have a good relationship with money. Um, but like you, I was working every summer since I was 14, mm-hmm. but for different reasons, because my mom would ship me off to small little town, Logan, West Virginia, every summer when school got out. And I loved my grandparents, like love them, call them for anything. But I did not want to spend my summers in West Virginia once I got older. Awesome. And so I was like, if I get a job, do I have to go? <laughs> wow. So use it as an yeah. escape route. That's wonderful. Yeah. Y'all know, strategy queen right yeah. here. I'm a planner. I'm a strategizer. I'm always trying to figure out how to make it work. You're really embarrassing, me. Shane. You're really embarrassing. So that means you didn't. You don't even know what the scar- scarcity mindset is because you don't have it. I mean, no, because as we, like, I don't know how, okay? When when we were in college, we were gone. We were here. We were road tripping I all really the time. Don't know where Spring that came break, from. going wherever. Like, we were chilling. Now, it's really good. I got to pay for these kids. I got to pay this mortgage. So, yeah. So you feel like you have more scarcity mindset now than when you were younger? Yeah, man, I'm I'm watching money. When I was younger, like mm, whatever, like, and I didn't even have credit cards then, so it was just like, oh, it was different. You different work to do what bills. you want to do. Yeah, like I wasn't, I wasn't concerned with concerned with saving. I was like, mm, you know, my little retirement plan. The money's sitting in there, but like saving in my savings saving. account when I was younger, I wasn't. I wasn't focused on that. I was just trying to live my life, and I knew I needed money to do that. So that's nuts. Yeah. That's really nuts. I always feel like I should have been a trust fund baby. I deserve it for me. But Ew. scarcity mindset, I don't think I I don't think I started to realize it until I got older and older, like as a child, go out, mom would buy me anything I want. And then she and my parents always had multiple jobs, especially mommy. So when there was less jobs or less money coming into the household, I was like, wait a minute. I got to buy this on my own or it's like, you can't, you know, things are changing. I lost this job. We, and, and that's, I think that was my first exposure to the scarcity mindset. Like now I we got to buckle down. Take a step back. What are you, what is your definition of scarcity mindset? Like you just penny watching or is it deeper No, than I think scarcity mindset is, you just think there's not enough to go around and that could be in your money and that can be in other facets of your life. But it's definitely just feeling like there's not enough to go around for everybody. And I think that has turned for me now that I'm older and I feel like I have more ownership over things in my life. But mm-hmm. there was there was a good period of time. I feel like there's a struggle era, like end of mid 20s, late 30s, like mid 20s Girl. to early 30s. It's just like you got out of school, those nail net stuff start popping up credit cards, trying to keep up with the Joneses, all that stuff, like Girl. that definitely changed. And you're paying rent and all these bills and everything got to come. You're like, wait a minute. I was not ready for this. Things we Say that because I turned into my mama. Y'all better turn these lights off when you walk I out of the go into people's houses <laughs> and turn off lights or I will lose my mind if someone leaves lights on. Like, So I know when I have company, I'm like, oh, this 
bills yeah. to be like it's you're always Yo, thinking about money always and always. i just want to be at the point brother legit takes like two hour showers Ooh. and i just be thinking Ooh. about my water bill because they'll come for like a week a week or two and I'm yes like, and i think that's a scarcity mindset <laughs> just i think it's the money plaguing us like we always think about what's not working or how much more mm-hmm. money i have to pay for something or and having that's twins, tough. I'm like two people in college at the same time. Y'all better play every single sport and get a scholarship. I mean, I told you what it should be. Like the girls are in Atlanta. One might be a stripper and one might be in college. You know, I okay. I support it, but I know, mean whatever. Yeah. Whatever makes them happy, but that's what scarcity mindset is to me. What about you, Shane? Yeah, I think it, it's kind of that too. And I think I didn't really think about it until I had children and we have this and not even like any of us were like living in the streets, mm-hmm. but just that mentality of I have to provide better for my children. I want my children to Absolutely. experience this, experience that. So all of that costs money. And like I said, like I was like, I don't want to have a child in an apartment. We moved down here. Yep. We weren't even in the apartment for a year before we bought that first house. I'm like, I want a backyard. I want my kids to go outside. Mm-hmm. That's it. So I think having children, that's when I really started paying attention to and like focusing on what I was spending my money on and needing to save money for X, Y, Z right now, having two children in daycare and the future of them going to college, paying for all these little children. I was about to call them fuckers, but paying for all these little children to do sports and activities. Like I am watching. I'm like, wait, we, we need a spreadsheet. I don't know a black mama that don't cuss at her kids. I just we don't know one. Need a spreadsheet because okay. okay, all these accounts, all these activities like that, that's not that's new to the budget. And, and I, when you have children, your income doesn't necessarily change at the same time. Yeah. So definitely like, get wait, that child credit. What? Okay. <laughs> okay. You should get a raise when you pop I don't know how y'all do. I'd be like, how could Something. I feed other people with this amount of money in my account? This is not okay. okay. So I think that's when I maybe developed a little bit of a scarcity mindset because I'm like, now I got to take care of these other people for the next umpteen years. Like, ugh. And you said something interesting about providing. And I wonder how much of that is wrapped up in scarcity. And then, you know, millennials having Mm -hmm. kids later because they don't think they can provide because, you know, that... I think was it 2008 or 2009 where everything crashed and a lot of us just graduated mm-hmm. from college, but we didn't because you know Northeastern are five years. But yeah, it took definitely. longer to get to where our parents were, and sometimes mm-hmm. there's a disconnect when they're trying to explain to us like you need to be doing X, Y, and Z. We thought we were going to be doing all these different things by 30, yeah, 35, we <laughs> right? And it's not that anymore. We're staying single longer. We're having kids mm-hmm. later. We're getting married later. And there's a big difference in that mindset when you're single versus when you're married or partnered because you can split some stuff. But I digress. That is very true. Yeah. I, is it, providing true. is definitely a big thing that is helping to continue that scarcity mindset. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that. Absolutely. How have you hit your financial goals or have you hit your financial goals or what are some of those financial goals? Um, again, I think providing is really like you being, able, <laughs> being able to provide for my children and them not wanting. Um, and then for us, it's, it's really just like a home as an investment. So not 
paying nobody rent. Like Mm -hmm. that was a goal Mm -hmm. for us moving here from Boston. The goal was within a year to be in a house. Mm -hmm. Um, So planning made a big difference in how you're hitting your goals. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a planner. I told you we had children. I was like, it's time to bust out that spreadsheet. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a planner. I'm a planner. We want to do something. We're going to plan for it. That's a separate budget. Like we're not just swiping crazy trying to make magic happen. Yeah. Um, those credits. So yeah, that's, that's how I plan is being, being able to provide for my children is hitting the goal, saving for them, making sure we're saving for our future retirement plan, life insurance plans that'll work in the benefit of the children. Like right. all of that planning is how I hit my goals. And all of them are not hit. Like it's a work in progress. We were surprised with bonus children a couple years ago. So that <laughs> put a little wrench in some shit. Cut but, some you know. budgets. Exactly. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm a I'm a planner, I'm a spreadsheet person, and that's it. Do you budget monthly? Yes and no, because I mean, I have one budget. My expenses don't necessarily change month to month. Mm-hmm. So it's just making sure that I keep the the numbers on that one thing current, but I'm not tracking each month. I just know what's going out. And if like we're planning something, then planning for that gets a new tab in the workbook. Okay. Wow. There's This is legit. Okay. I love this for you. I try. We're not going to say it's perfect, but I try. I think that's, I think our relationship with money is deeply personal. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know what you're doing with your money, it's okay to ask. I feel like closed mouths don't get fed. Like you're not going to know everything. We Mm -hmm. have to have these transparent conversations with our parents, with our partners, with our friends, because I don't like to call negative energy into the universe, like telling people you're broke or anything like that. Just say, I don't got it right now. You don't have Mm -hmm. to go to every happy hour. You don't have to go to every bunch. You don't have to go on every trip Mm -hmm. because you know you have goals that you want to hit. But I, again, think it's deeply personal. My financial goals are deeply personal. They weren't always deeply personal. It was like, okay, I need to buy this. or I need to go here. I need to do this because my friends are doing it. But then- my friends ain't paying these bills at the end of the month. So mm-hmm. I just like, in my head, it's just like, I want to be comfortable. I want to make sure everything's coming out when it needs to come out, like you said. But I also want enough in savings that this job ain't going to fucking kill me. I'm leaving and I'm going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've experienced that. That is very personal to my life right now. Mm-hmm. So just making money the way you want to make money or doing what makes you happy, that's how I feel like. I develop my financial goals and on a monthly basis, weekly basis, I'll sit down. I write down everything I need to do for the month. That's extra. But I know Mm -hmm. every week what bills are coming out, what's going on. I love to call the utility company, whatever. Um, Actually, what happened here? Why'd this go up? I was wondering why my gas bill went up. So I called. I was like, can you get this man come out here to read this thing? Because I don't understand what's going on. But it's inflation. Mm-hmm. They're telling me the price per CF went up. Or But you got to find these things out. Like, yeah. again, closed mouths don't get fed. Find out where there's a difference. Look at your bills. Read those billing statements. Have things on auto pay. If things keep changing and you don't know or something changed in your finances, take it off auto pay. So then you have to realize now you got to stay on top of that. And mm-hmm. I remember... When my Wi-Fi used to just be going in and out and it wouldn't work, I would call Comcast and be like, I did not have internet for two days. 
and they give you that credit. Like, I'm calling. I'm calling everybody. I want to know what's going on. I'm making friends. We're chatting about all types of things. I'm getting... I don't play. If I spent a... Yo, six, you know what happens to me is I... Because I still have my 617 number. I've had this number since, like, middle school, high school. Because I still have that number, anytime I call, like, Comcast or one of them, like, national companies, I stay getting routed to Boston. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah, me too. You, so... Yeah, they definitely route this 917 you know. to New York. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 triple A. Let's chat about this. I'm about to leave this people. Like, get all of your stuff. Compare. You can change things at any time. See your, read the terms and conditions of things. It is substantial to your goals and where you want to be. And just saving a little bit of money every month helps. I, when it comes to savings, that's wiped out right now. But I definitely got to get that back up because this house drained my life. It drained my life. One day we have to talk about like line item, Shan. Because baby, when I, I know, but when I tell you, I was like, y'all want what? But that's a whole nother story. We're going to do that one day. But yes. A whole nother episode. I told y'all I'm surrounded by all this million dollar houses and money, but. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, it's not fun. But I'm always, but then it's like, are you content with where you are? Or do you want to do more for yourself? I think that's always my goals it's like is this affordable is this is this necessary i think i tell myself that several times a day mm-hmm. when i go out and i have my mask on i'm okay with that because i can talk to myself really because i love talking to myself <laughs> i'm in the store like tiffany don't need that stop it no that's yeah. not in the budget right now and and that's also why pandemic has helped me because i don't go in the store i'm placing my order oh, and i'm driving gosh. up and opening my trunk ain't no window shopping okay not doing yeah at target i don't i pass it right by now i pass mm-hmm. it right by i will go out when i need something and because i used to you know buy things when i didn't need it like buy it like in for our bomb shelter, <laughs> exactly. bomb shelter. we gotta stock up we gotta you stock gotta up. stock up but it's and you know the inflation is crazy right now yo i have a very good memory and i can remember what prices were like let's say this time last year to and maybe mm-hmm. It's getting real skimpy. The the grocery store is looking real empty and they're charging more for things. I'm just like, honestly, y'all, I'm thinking about five years being out of this country because listen, this is ghetto and we listen. need to move to a compound. But I feel I, like- Listen, I told you the retirement dream is to be on an island and it's not when I'm 65, 70. Like mm-hmm. I need that to happen mm-hmm. prior. I want to go when my titties that. are still good. They're still okay. up and we can wear a bikini all day. I'm here for that. I've breastfed three children for like a total of five years. So we might need to pick me up. But, here we go. You know. Suck it or not. <laughs> okay. How are we investing in our future self? Do we are we doing investments? Are we doing that kind? Of, I don't know nothing about no investments. So listen, that right there is pure ignorance. I know that my house is an investment. Okay, okay. I know that I man, when we were in college, I was leasing vehicles all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. Throwing yep, yep. out money, yeah. lease ran out, hop into a, to new, a new one. Yes, yeah. ran out, hop into a new lease. We've ended that. Good job. Okay, we're gonna How do you? Pay this car off and not be paying nobody else. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's why I went back to my good old faithful Honda. Yeah. I think I'm it's important when it comes to that investing yourself, making sure you're consistent with things and Yes, being yeah. consistent and don't throw your money away. Yeah. I mean, How can you keep more in money in your pocket? Episode. Yep. Yes. How do you keep more money in your pocket? Definitely um, looking at your credit report. I was just talking to my friend the other day. That's yeah. why I found out about the I fraud thing. Experience alert. Yes. And oh. 
sidebar with Experian. You can add your utilities to the Experian Boost and you can raise your credit score while you're auto paying these utilities. Oh. It can go up like a few points. So y'all write that Gems. down. Gems. Gem drop. You're welcome. Drop. You're welcome. Because I am like on it. I was telling uh, Shannon, our producer yesterday, I don't play with PayPal because they be, no, for real, these people out here scamming people. Like I found a whole nother address in a, on a bank account Mm-mm. because when we used to have to pay for checks, somebody took out my information in the leasing office and was using, and I'm like, where did this address come? I called every bank. I I put, I call the cops. I Girl. don't play. I do not mm-hmm. play. Don't give these people your information. Keep your money close. The way you be looking at your investments and your money, make sure you're doing that for yourself because it's crazy out here. It's great. They have a whole, like they're scamming everything under the sun. Yeah, there's scams everywhere, especially now with the pandemic. Like, yes. They're trying to make everything look like something. Yeah. So that's how I invest in myself, making sure present Tiffany's good so that future Tiffany's going to be set. But I look forward to splitting some of these bills because I'm tired. <laughs> I am tired. What are you doing? Tired. <laughs> so let's talk about the wealth disparity tell me what we were talking about you mentioned it the other day with the retirement savings work for a financial services company Mm -hmm. and one of our um campaigns for women's month starting next week is um we're just talking about the disparity when women retire even though and not just black women just women in general when you retire, have 30% less retirement income than mm. men, even though you're projected to live longer, mm. which That's is like madness. crazy. It's not mm. a focus. We spend money on taking care of everybody. Yep. And, and because women retire, are most likely to take care of their parents too. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different things. We're this quitting. Is yep. Always make sure that Nacho's life insurance is current. Make sure that I'm listed as that beneficiary, okay? Especially with him being, like, self-employed and not having an employer also paying into anything. Yes, very true, very true. You need to keep your stuff right, because if you're going to go before I go... Yeah, that's a whole other thing, being self-employed. You have to make sure that if you have a business, you need to separate your name from your business name, because when you're doing taxes, you don't want to be taxed unfairly for that. So making sure that you separate your name two different tax uh, filings, things like that, because it gets crazy. I got a wake-up call when I had an LLC in Maryland, and mm-hmm. I needed to find a CPA, and he was amazing. He's done the taxes for me, and I just recently dissolved the LLC because to move it to Texas or whatever. But there's so many different things. Like Your money is going down a drain, and you just need to make sure you're protecting yourself. So that's mm-hmm. a thing for me, making sure you're doing your taxes. Okay. Gosh, y'all, do your taxes, bro. Like, (laughs) find a CPA. Like, they they take the money out of the refund. Like, you don't have to pay it up front. Like, just find a good CPA to get information about, you know, Shan, we were just talking about this, where you're taxed, you know, Mm -hmm. making sure, like, your money is going far, y'all. For real. Like, there's too many. They, the others... Know all the loopholes. Why are we not getting the loopholes, y'all? Listen. Find out about the loopholes. Talk to each other about money. It's okay. You don't got to tell oh, people what's in your account. Now that y'all y'all working from home, oh yes, Jesus. make sure mm-hmm. you are using your home as a write off. Yes, your sis, say space. It. that's right. Okay. I do that. 
I was my tax lady when I the saw living room in two eighteen. She was like, "Oh, hold on, mm-hmm. send me, send me the measurements of your home, okay? Yes, where you work. Get that good CPA. That's right. Sure. Good, good, good. All right. And then uh, we're talking about. Oh, I read this article the other day, and it does a rundown of. No, it was I was reading the article, and then the recruiter was online talking about how she gave the woman less money because she didn't ask mm-hmm. for it. And there we go again with the closed mouths don't get fed. If you don't know how mm-hmm. much you're worth, just ask for what you want. Add 20% at a tax. Ask for what you want. Ask for what you want. And if you don't get it, that wasn't for you. Keep moving. But just the fact that I saw the breakdown and it said that, well, I looked at the IRS records. They had an article about this from 2019. Our white counterparts, their average, <laughs> and this will make sense to me, $980,400. Black people, $142,500. Hispanic, $165,500. Other is still higher than Black and Hispanic at $600,000. I'm in, like shocked, shocked. Mm. And it hurts my heart to see that we've been raised that we have to work twice as hard and mm-hmm. we still are not even near the average income for other people. And there's too much money out here, y'all. We got to get it. We got to help mm-hmm. each other. We got to be a community. Like we said in the last episode, get out of that crabs in a barrel mentality. If you know how to get to that money and run it up, share it with your tribe and black women. Black women, stop playing. Get this money for your sister. Because one of my favorite quotes, and you know, I was very problematic at work when I was in the office. I would have quotes on my computer when it was on the uh, the what is it, the away screen? <sighs> one of my favorite quotes. <laughs> and so when you pass by, you can see it. Uh, one of my favorite quotes was: "The most disrespected person in America is the black mm-hmm. woman. The most unprotected person in America is the black woman. The most neglected person in America is the black woman." Malcolm. Malcolm. Because I knew something was wrong when I was growing up and we were in school. I said Malcolm making a lot more sense to me than Martin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as I got older, I realized who I was closely aligned to. But y'all don't. Like, there's too much money out here. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's pivot. Let's get this money. Like, let's take care of ourselves. Let's tell people you can't have all my money. Stop it. No is a complete sentence. Amen. No is a complete sentence. You do not need to be at every baby shower, wedding, or whatever occasion. Because what other people celebrate has nothing to do with your pockets. You can... There's RSVP RSVP for a reason. Go back to that episode and listen to it. (laughs) Thank you. <laughs> FYI. It comes full circle. Here. Full circle for us. But yeah, that's what, those are some of the facts I found while we were looking at, you know, researching for this. So the positive side, though, Yay! is that black women are thriving in the entrepreneurship business. Because who else? Prior to this pandemic. Yeah. You know. But um, black women represent 42% of new women-owned businesses. We up. City girls up. <laughs> and that's three times our share of the population. Jesus. Okay? This stuff is going to be sad. times. 
So we make up a small little population of women in terms of race. But we're taking over 42%, okay? Out of Black people, Mm -hmm. Black women are currently making up 36% of the entrepreneurship. So y'all Black men watch your back because we're coming. I mean, that's usually the case. I think a lot of Black women... Like you said, they want to provide. They want to make sure mm-hmm. they're good and their kids are good. And there's a war on Black love and Black relationships and the Black marriage that spans from slavery. So mm-hmm. in their wake, there was something else I read the other day about even it was it was during one presidential tenure where People believe that welfare and all the government assistance goes to black women, but it really ain't it's us. Not. It really uh, ain't us. Them. And if they Maybe saw working hard or right. struggling in ignorance, it, not because ooh, we want it, to. It's, ignorance. It's not being aware, not having access. Exactly. I love that, Shan. But they would think if a man lived in the house, then they can't get the benefits. Like people mm-hmm. would come around and check, and that's crazy. So then it was like, now it's better for us to struggle alone. And get the benefits instead of having a healthy relationship where there's a two-income household. And that's nuts. That's nuts. What are we really getting married for? What are we getting, what are we in relationships for? Why are we having these kids? We have to ask these, ask ourselves these questions because the way we plan our life, you can plan your family, you can plan your future financial goals. I just don't understand why it's just like, oops, I did this. Like it shouldn't be oops. (laughs) No, and for real, like talk going back to like that scarcity mindset and what you just said when we first moved down here and like we got married before we moved down here because I was like, I'm not leaving knocked up and going to another state as your girlfriend. I'm so tired. But we got down here and I was like, yo, shit, should I have came down here as your baby mama? Because now we got all these bills, but I got to take into account your income too. And Aunt Nacho was an engineer at that point. And I'm mm. like, mm. We got this baby. We're young. We're moving into this house. All these new bills. I'm like, I could qualify for some shit if I didn't have to account for assistance. You. Yeah, I okay. mean, get the assistance where that you can. Household income be nobody needs to know where you get your you money want. from. But y'all niggas out here applying for them PPE loans. That's trash. And getting <laughs> people. That's that's real trash. That's real trash. Because see, like you, know you what, said, though, the, the black there, though is yeah. that it's alone, and they're not forgiving everybody. You mm-hmm. gotta apply for that forgiveness. So y'all. Just be careful out here. But then you mentioned, Shan, that uh, the Black-owned businesses couldn't even get them because of the restrictions around it? Yes. Yeah. So the same Forbes article was talking about, you know, we're in the industries that were most impacted because you're going to, majority of the time, start a business in something that you know, Mm -hmm. which is hair, Mm -hmm. makeup, Mm -hmm. something that during the pandemic, nobody was doing because that's real personal. That's real close contact. Mm Mm-hmm. So those businesses were affected. Yep. Then they couldn't get the benefits because Mm -hmm. they didn't have enough employees or didn't make enough income Mm -hmm. to qualify. Like there's all these stipulations. There's always a stipulation that often doesn't go in our favor. Um, So it was just talking about like people were getting a thousand dollars or some pennies that's doing nothing compared to what they would have been making had their business been open. And now even with their businesses being open, they're still not having the same amount of business because everybody's not still out and about. So yeah, I'm making money again, but I also lost money for all this time while my business right. wasn't. So open now they're trying to recoup gave me didn't mm-hmm. really help. So unfortunately we're out here thriving. We're hitting setbacks, but still we shall rise, black women. You know, 
I got a hot take, and I don't know if this will sound good or bad, but I think mm. people, black people in the north, black people that from New York, you know, I'm from New York. <laughs> black what people are you about up north, they work a lot harder than these southern people <laughs> because. It's just like, it's very lackadaisical here. They're just like, oh, get it. I'm okay with not going to school. I'll get a job here. I'll do part-time, stuff like that. Or just some of, you know, I try to, when I moved in, I told you I tried to keep it, keep all mm-hmm. the, the, the anybody, you know, technicians, things like that anybody was dealing with, try to go to the Black-owned business first. Yep. And I've had the worst experiences with them. It's the, I need cash or my cash app ain't working or I'm coming late or it's just a lack of professionalism to get to your money. That mm-hmm. really, and I've come to the point where I'm like, hey, you should set up, a, like, I'm not even your manager. I'm, you should set up email and you should say when you're going to be late. Like, I shouldn't have to tell a grown person this, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the first reaction is, oh, you're being bougie, whatever. It's like, I don't play about my time and I don't play about my money. So if you're not on that kind of time, baby, I don't, what are we going to do? I can't use you anymore because, you know, every couple months, Shannon, I tell you I'm looking for a new whoever. Yes. So I, I just don't play like, people. and I really, girl, my man said he ain't taking cash app no more. He's only taking cash. And I said, how are you going to tell people that via text or email? Like, what is your, Mm-mm. your, what is your means of correspondence to your customers? Do you have a database? Like I've asked him all these things. And it's like, if you're not getting the necessary, necessary certification licenses or making effort to be better in your field, nobody's paying you for nothing. That's it. Mm. You can't run it up. If you're not doing what you need to do to get to where you need to be. So I'm tired of the complaining. I don't have it. Well, think about what you're doing. You're the common denominator. All right. I'm off my soapbox, but shout out to New York because we get the money all the time. Queens get the money. Let's go. I knew you was about to say Queens get the money. Because Queens get the money. (laughs) You know what though? So having spent my summers in the South and that really, like I said, was one of the key reasons that I did not want to keep coming because I'm like, yo, they're so different so behind so slow like i'm a city southern belle like i can't i can't yes because like i'm a northerner at heart but i love the south Mm -hmm. i can't do winter um but i mean i think the flip side of it is that you do what you see yeah yeah you know and so like you said like trying to give those businesses those opportunities and trying to um work with black companies or minority owned companies Mm -hmm. rather than going with the big names is definitely something that we try to do as well. Like being in our home and referring people for businesses or even Anthony, when he's like doing real estate stuff is just trying to be with black people. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it goes back to mentorship where that's more of a thing in the black community. I feel like the white people it's more like I'm gonna give you a way in. Yes, but they're not really yeah. teaching them, and I'm dealing with that. Interesting. Right now with uh, one of my people that I work with, the privilege does ooh, not come with the education because they be mediocre as hell making uh, money, y'all. They be okay. mediocre as hell. Drives me crazy. But black people, we invest in those that we're trying to bring with us. We're not just opening the door and letting them come in. So I think that we have to try to take advantage Mm -hmm. of situations. And like you said, you asking those questions of the people that you really shouldn't be asking those questions to 
but hopefully they hear it and they want to improve their business. Right. Cause I like Um, them as a person, but like your business model, like I'm not, I'm not over here trying to be Steve Jobs or tell you nothing, but baby, come on now. This ain't it. Don't tell me you come in for landscaping at nine and you had 10, 11. I have a life. I have to go to Lowe's. It's Saturday. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's just take, take the opportunity to teach someone whether it's your equal or not mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. take the opportunity to educate so that we can all be better yes because ignorance is a legitimate thing and if their parents were a certain way their community was a certain yeah. way then they don't know they think that's okay get it from the mud okay. baby if i hear that one more girl i cannot it, i just need us to understand the difference between being wealthy and rich y'all we are mm-hmm. we're working towards black wealth and legacy not mm-hmm. trying to be rich. You do not you do not have to be a basketball player, rapper. That is not the only way do to get well. It gets yeah. you quick money, but like long term, longevity. We're thinking so about we longevity had, um, and legacy. If you take exactly. anything from this episode, we are working towards longevity and legacy. Amen. That's it. That's what I'm saying. Like we should end it there. But we'll I mean, going. I mean, because uh, duh, we know what we're talking about. And we are not licensed professionals when it comes to this, but this is yeah. the conversations we have in our own tribe about money and making sure everybody's making their money. Mm-hmm. And if there's a way to spread the money around, then that's what we're going to do because we love each other. And you better get some people around you that help you keep money in your pockets and not spend up all your money on foolishness. But that's it. Y'all good. You can give us feedback if you have any insight or you know somebody that's really great with finances, sharing, caring under the post and things like that. We would love that. Amen. Nachos real estate, nacho fit, (laughs) you know, all of it. Get all the money, oil in the family. I definitely try to keep the money in the family. I love money for us. But yes, y'all are welcome. Hit them, Shan. All right, y'all. You know the drill. Like, follow, (laughs) subscribe. Wherever you are listening to this episode, make sure you follow us on Instagram at girl underscore move underscore on underscore podcast. I hope y'all had a great Black History Month. It's Black History Year because without us, they don't survive. Hello. I love you, Black people. Go thrive. Bye. Bye.